0: Hey guys, welcome to Podiatry Practice Mastery. Um, this is the last hurrah for the 20 takeaways from the AAPPM meeting. Uh, I'm going to go over the last, which is 18, 19, and 20. Uh, before I do, I just want to ask everyone, if you've could, if you enjoyed this podcast, and I know there's about 60 people listening, if you could each share it with someone else, just kind of that you find it beneficial, that would be great if you find some Benefit either from this or from some of the resources on podiatry practice mastery, because that's how it it grows and expands. So uh, the number eighteen is there was this cool idea of an orthotic box, and uh, so this guy he he has a, he had a little stand there at the meeting, and I just thought this was kind of unique. So he all, all he did was sell boxes, and why do you think why do you think a box is important? Well. I was, I was chatting a little bit with this idea with him, and I like these entrepreneur guys because uh, they kind of bring new ideas to the market, and they take a risk to do this, and I think that takes courage. I think I was reading um, Benjamin Hardy's book. There's one called The Future Self. I was reading that this morning, and it talks about either we're in the arena or we're just observers. And so it's, it kind of gives an analogy of um, when you're playing football, you can either play football or you can watch it on TV. And when you watch it, everyone is great at being a critic of other people. And I think it's really great when someone actually takes something and does something with it, meaning they take the courage to do it because it's hard to take courage to bring in an idea to market it's hard to start a youtube channel it's hard to make your first video it's hard to continue making videos it's hard to make a podcast like this and then continue on because it's, it makes you very vulnerable to bring something to market because you don't know what people are going to do and wh- what i found is most people just like to observe most people don't like to do and they just you know i can you know that's just how it is but this guy, he made this orthotic box. And so this is a box that you buy. I think it's, I don't know, five bucks a box or something like that. But then you put your orthotics in, which costs 550 But the cool thing is, it's kind of like the feeling when you buy your Apple product, right? When you buy your Apple product, don't you really like the box that your iPhone comes in or your iPad comes in? It has a better experience. And this is his idea. You take the orthotics, you put them in this box, and it has a better experience, and they're like, wow, this is a nice box. I'll put a little link to his uh, orthotic box underneath here. If you want an orthotic box, uh, you can you can you can get one of those. Um, the other the other idea I thought is, well, how can you go beyond just the box? Because my the conversation in my head, yes, you can put your logo on there. That's great, but could you also put something on there that would be of benefit? So, my, a couple of thoughts I had. You could put a QR code or a website page with the common questions that people have with orthotics because so I don't know about you, but my patients have tons of questions and so they like, why did my orthotics squeak? Um, why are they uncomfortable when I start wearing them? Um, when when do they need to be replaced uh, what you know, what can I do if they don't fit in my shoes? What are the proper shoes that work with orthotics? All these questions, you can make a little, uh, either a video, or you can make a, like a, a frequently asked questions page on your website, and you can put a QR code or a link to that. Uh, you can also put a QR code to the break-in instructions, because that's always a, a thing that we have. And even though we give uh, patients the piece of paper that explains it, many times they don't read it. So you could put uh, questions, things like that, kind of using that real estate to... um to put some stuff on there. Okay, so that was uh, the orthotic box. I'll put a little link to the orthotic uh, box underneath this podcast. Number nineteen, which is actually number twenty, but I, I just don't want to talk. About, end with no, number twenty because I didn't really like number twenty because I I don't really like this. <laughs> so so just just in all clarity, it was we were talking about coding. So one of the workshops was on using like fifty nine modifiers, twenty five modifiers, fifty seven modifiers, and the whole new um, the changing of like ENM and how to get level fours uh, and fives in terms of your ENMs. So I don't want to go into details because that's kind of not my focus. I know there are other people that like to focus more on billing and coding. Uh, but the the easiest way to understand it is you get this this AMA coding guidelines thing. You print it out and you look at it and you see how many boxes you check off. And just know that what what it talks about in there in terms of the, the boxes, um, those are kind of examples. They're not set in stone. Um, and so I guess my, my my big takeaway is, you know, doing like uh, a real, a real comprehensive diabetic foot exam should probably be a level four. And uh, one thing that I was doing wrong, so I want to share this with everyone, just don't tell anyone, is that um, when we're doing a comprehensive diabetic foot exam, so that's one, it's like a one, it's, it's an office visit per year, right? So every diabetic, you're not just doing their nails and calluses, you are doing an office visit once a year called a comprehensive diabetic foot exam, which basically is a more involved vascular, derm, you know, neuro exam. What's the diagnosis you should use? This was kind of an easy way, what they explained it to me, is that you should be using whatever you would use for your diagnosis for your diabetic shoes, if you do diabetic shoes. So it could be a hammer toe, could be neuropathy, could be PBD, could be other things like that. Um, You tend not to use like type one or type two diabetes as your diagnosis for your comprehensive diabetic foot exam you're using some other type of pathology that's going on so that that was a kind of a helpful thing to be in terms of uh billing but i think the the, the takeaway from this uh this billing and coding is to to study it and to always kind of be on top of of these types of things for for billing and coding so that was uh, number 20 really 19 and then number 19 which is my one of my favorite kind of takeaways again is the importance of asking versus telling. And I want to end with this because this this always is my takeaway when I talk with more uh, more senior doctors. I don't want to say older doctors, but there are some that are that are older, and they're just really good at this. I re- I still remember. I don't know if you I don't know if anyone from AAPPM is listening to this, but there was a gentleman. He was just really easy to talk to dr. Harvey Letterman i don 't know if you remember Harvey, but he was from Connecticut, and uh, just I considered him a friend, but I think everyone considered Harvey a friend okay he, uh, he was just easy to talk to, just a, a nice gentleman uh, I think he was very similar to uh, Dr. McCann right now and he's, he's great at asking for money for the P pack and things like that. He was just a friendly guy that could always ask others for money, and I and I'm assuming he was the same way with his patients. But what I always liked is it's just easy, nice to talk to. And these these older gentlemen, uh, these doctors that are more experienced, they they tend not to uh, tell patients what they have; they ask them what they have. So let me give you some a couple of examples. So when someone, let's say they come in and they're using a walker. And I think I've used this analogy before, but they're using a walker to get around or their, their balance is off instead of saying, Hey, it looks like you have balance issues or, you know, I think you need a balance brace or, you know, I think we should help you with your balance. That's me telling them they don't really, you know, no one likes to be told what to do, but by switching the wording and asking, okay, you ask them, you know, how, how, how is your balance? How, how, have you have you had a fall recently do you feel secure on your feet uh, you know asking them and asking the family members and then kind of delving into that how that affects their life i know this takes a little bit more time guys to do this but it really helps our, our our patients much more because when they say it they actually believe it okay when they say it they believe it when when you say it you're kind of almost like telling them or selling them and it doesn't work but they need to say it so this is uh, my takeaway, so I would, I would recommend when you're, when you're talking with patients, our, our natural tendency, we're so busy, is to tell them what they have. okay, To tell them. But if we slow down and we ask them, well, how, how does this affect you? Why do you want treatment now? Why is this important to treat? Um, it, it makes it a lot easier asking these questions. I, I tried to make it a little bit easier for myself, and it can be easier for you. I, I put all of these questions... In these things that i call my patient presentations. So if you want, you want to get these, you just go to patientpresentations.com and, uh, you'll get a link and you can just use the presentations. It's, it's a link tree. Basically, it's all the presentations that I use. And in there, there's a couple of questions that I, that I, I slow down and I ask my patients. I ask them to get, and, and, and it might be an awkward pause. I want to be clear. Um, sometimes when you ask a question, patients have never been asked that question before and, or they haven't thought about that question. And they just want to be like a passive recipient of your your all your knowledge, okay? You want, they just want to be fixed versus they don't want to feel. And so I, I would recommend you know including and in, in trying and practicing using some of these questions and use your own questions. You don't have to use mine, but these are the ones that have that have worked for me, okay? Like how does this affect you? Why do you want treatment now? Why is it important to get treatment? Um, these types of things because if it doesn't affect them, if they don't want treatment, you you can. You know, you can tell them everything you want, but they're not going to do anything, right? They're going to leave and just say, well, this guy didn't really connect with me. But whereas if you connect with them and really fi- find whites and something important, it's going to be helpful. It's going to be helpful for them. So anyway, that's my rant here. That's the top 20. I'm glad I made it through. I, I didn't have a, enough gas to do one <laughs> one per day, but I, I, I merged the last three. But it was a great meeting. I would recommend if you haven't gone to the AAPPM meeting, um, you know it's it's a great meeting to to start out. People are really friendly, able to share, willing to share information that's what I like the most about it. So anyone that you want to learn from, um, I think it's better to do it at a meeting that is just to do it like hodgepodge unless you visit someone else's office. so that's something also if you're listening here and you want to come and visit I would, I'm always welcoming people to come and visit my office. Just reach out to me. And let me know when you want to come. We'll try to work it out. You can shadow. Um, I've, I've had, uh, a couple of, uh, Dr. McCann, he's in New Hampshire. He came and visited me. I went and visited him. Um, I've been visiting, I've visited other offices. I used to visit more, uh, before I had a practice than kids and things like that. So it's kind of a different time right now. I'd love to have other people. If anyone also is interested, I've, I've played around this idea for some time of, of developing kind of like a, a group that meets once a quarter here in, in Worcester where I'm at. Uh, so people would kind of fly in once a quarter, we'd meet, um, and kind of have like a mastermind in person. If you guys are interested, uh, please send me an email, uh, don at podiatrypracticemastery.com. I think they'd be better than doing it via Zoom because I'm kind of tired of Zoom, but uh, I haven't really found people that are interested yet. But I think it eventually will happen. so I'm just throwing it out there. Okay, uh, until next time. Thanks.